98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, fireball injures 12 Baptist University students at a party. A university professor accused of murdering his wife and stashing her body in a wooden box makes another appearance in court. And lawmakers debate whether the government should study policies to allow homosexual unions. At least 12 students at Baptist University have been injured in a fire at a dormitory overnight. Five of them are in stable condition in hospital, while the others have been discharged. Sources say the blaze broke out during a birthday party when someone threw flour into the air, which then caught fire. Here's Priscilla Ung. Most of the injured, aged between 18 and 23, suffered burns to their faces and limbs. Sources say around 20 students were having a birthday party in an activity room at Wayland Hall at around 1 a.m. when someone threw flour into the air, which then appeared to have been ignited by burning candles. In a letter to students and staff, the university's acting president, Professor Clayton McKenzie, said the school was distressed by the incident and pledged full support to the injured. The education Bureau also said in a statement it was important to avoid similar cases in future. The accident is reminiscent of a 2015 incident at a theme park in Taiwan which killed 15 people and injured almost 500 after colored dust that was sprayed into the air ignited, producing a fireball. University professor accused of murdering his wife and stashing her body in a wooden box has made another brief appearance in court. It's Candice Wong. University of Hong Kong Council member Chen Ki Chung appeared in Eastern Court, which heard that an autopsy report and DNA tests had yet to be completed. The magistrate adjourned the case for 12 more weeks to February 14th. Mr. Zhang is alleged to have murdered his wife in the university dormitory they lived in in August. The woman's body was found in a suitcase inside a sealed wooden box in Dr. Chen's office. The court had previously been told that the defendant was suicidal and has to be put under special watch in custody, but there was no update on this matter in court today. The prosecution has told the district court that words said by three of the defendants who are on trial over the 2014 Occupy campaign show they acted together, even though they may not have spoken at the same time. this Wong reports. Senior counsel Andrew Bruce, representing the Department of Justice, was responding to requests by the defence for an explanation for the basis for accusing their clients of acting in a joint enterprise. In his submission on Monday, Mr Bruce alleged that legislators Tanya Chan and Xu Ka Chun, as well as the then student leader Eason Chung, had incited people to stay in Admiralty. While he said the three were not necessarily always seen together, he said they were seen with each other in some videos and one or more of them spoke words of incitement. Meanwhile, prosecutors continue to play videos that covered the hours before police fired tear gas at protesters on September 28th. They showed how a number of the defendants called more people to the Amruti area. It's expected the prosecution to finish playing the footage today. All nine defendants have pleaded not guilty to public nuisance-related charges. The trial continues. Lawmakers are debating whether the government should study policies to allow homosexual unions. The calls were made by Pan-Democrats Ray Chan, Aung Hin and Gary Fan. But opponents say this could disrupt the existing institution of marriage and social values. Pro-establishment lawmaker Regina Ip says her new People's Party backs such studies. 
the government has a duty to study these issues because、uh, the Court of Final Appeal has been making judgments in support of non-discrimination and、uh, equal human rights of LGBT community. So I think the government has an obligation to study. So that's why I'm willing to support Raymond's motion and the other amendments, which merely add to the original motion by adding a few specific rights. Italian fashion company Dolce and Gabbana has called off a big show in Shanghai after the promotional campaign caused outrage on Chinese social media. Video clips featuring an Asian woman trying to eat pizza and spaghetti with chopsticks were condemned. BBC's Catherine Davis has more details. The aim was to promote the show, billed by the fashion house as a tribute to China, but the response from some people was one of anger. In their view, the videos were culturally insensitive and racist. The outcry intensified when Stefano Gabbana then appeared to have made derogatory comments about China. In a statement, Dolce and Gabbana said their accounts had been hacked. The company apologised for any distress caused and said it had nothing but respect for China and its people. A row has broken out between Donald Trump and the Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court over the president, labeling a federal judge an Obama judge. It follows a court ruling to temporarily block legislation that would have stopped migrants who illegally cross the border from claiming asylum in the U.S. From Washington, the BBC's Chris Buckley reports. The Chief Justice of America's highest court has found himself in a rare and very public spat with the president. John Roberts criticized comments by Donald Trump, in which he called the decision to issue a temporary restraining order against his presidential proclamation as a disgrace. Chief Justice Roberts said there were no Obama, Trump, Bush, or Clinton judges, and that an independent judiciary was something that everyone should be thankful for. However, that's led to a furious response from the president. Writing on Twitter, Mr. Trump insisted there were Obama judges. British Prime Minister Theresa May has spoken to her Spanish counterpart as she tries to secure agreement on the terms of Britain's departure from the European Union. Pedro Sanchez said he would veto the deal at Sunday's meeting of EU leaders, unless the wording reflects Spain's concerns about the disputed territory of Gibraltar. He wants Britain to secure a separate Spanish agreement on future trade deals that could apply to Gibraltar. At the moment, as this political declaration and withdrawal agreement are currently framed, regrettably, we don't feel represented or reflected. And I believe all our European colleagues, the European Commission, and the British Prime Minister, can understand that what we are doing is defending Spain's national interests, and we're going to do this to the end. Mrs. May has said she has made good progress in talks with the head of the European Commission, Jean-Claude Juncker, as they try to resolve the remaining issues of a draft Brexit package. Key sticking point has been Spain's demand for further reassurances on Gibraltar, over which it claims sovereignty. Histories are May. There are some remaining issues which we have discussed this evening. We've been able to give direction to our negotiators on resolving those issues. So further progress has been made. I'll be returning on Saturday for further meetings, including with President Juncker, to discuss how we can ensure that we can conclude this process in the way that is in the interests of all our people. Britain says it's deeply concerned about the case of an English academic sentenced to life imprisonment for spying in the United Arab Emirates. Matthew Hedges' hearing lasted less than five minutes with no lawyer present. He's protested his innocence since his arrest in May. 
Mr. Hedge is was returning from a research trip on the UAE's foreign policy and security strategy. Britain's Foreign Minister is Jeremy Hunt. We see absolutely no evidence for any of the charges laid against him. We're very concerned for his welfare. The UAE is supposed to be a friend and ally of Britain's. We've given them repeated assurances about Matthew. And, you know, if we can't resolve this, there are going to be serious diplomatic consequences because this is totally unacceptable. But right now, our thoughts are with Matthew, his family, and we want to do everything we can to get him home. The Saudi Foreign Minister has put up a robust defence of Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman against allegations he was behind the murder of the dissident journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Adel al-Jubir said calling for the removal of the Crown Prince wouldn't be tolerated. The Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia is not involved in this. We have made that very clear. We have an investigation that's ongoing and we will punish the individuals who are responsible for this and we will make sure it doesn't happen again. We have said time and again the investigation is open and the public prosecutor has asked any country that has information that could help complete the picture to provide that information. Sri Lankan experts say a mass grave found earlier in the northwestern town of Mana is turning out to be the biggest such site in the country. Say the number of skeletons at the grave in the former war zone has now exceeded 230. Here's the BBC's Ambarasan Etirajan. Professor Raj Somadeva, a forensic archaeologist at the site in northwestern Sri Lanka, told the BBC that scattered remains suggest the bodies had not been buried properly. It is still not clear who the victims were or how they died. A court ordered detailed excavations at the site, a former cooperative depot near the main bus terminus after human remains were found by workers digging foundations for a new building earlier this year. Tamils argue that if Sri Lanka wants to come to terms with its past, then it has to sincerely address the issue of the disappeared by investigating mass graves. A remote Brazilian rural school has won a prestigious International Architecture Prize. The wooden school in the isolated state of Tocantins will house over 500 children in two boarding houses, is the BBC's Candace Piet. The jury of the Royal Institute of British Architects said the airy timber structures were a global wake-up call. Low carbon and low cost with no air conditioning or glazing, the buildings are open to the countryside around them. The dormitories are set around large courtyards, connected on the second level by wooden walkways, creating an airy veranda with the feeling of a giant treehouse. The young architects Gustavo Utrabo and Pedro Duchenes, both under 30, said they'd wanted to make the place feel like home for the students, so they'd consulted them to come up with a design. The American Space Agency says its latest Mars probe, called InSight, is on track for touchdown on Monday. NASA is expressing confidence it'll touch down safely. The probe has British and French seismometers to monitor tremors, data that'll help scientists interpret how all the planets formed. Rob Grover, who's in charge of the probe's entry, descent and landing, or EDL, explains how fast it will be travelling as it approaches the Martian surface. We're going to enter the atmosphere at 12,000 miles per hour after our journey from Earth to Mars. That is a very high speed. and The whole purpose of the EDL system is to take that very high speed and down to five miles per hour when we get down to the surface. And that all happens in six and a half minutes. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,977. That's six points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $38 billion. 
Currencies, US dollars trading at 112.98 yen. Euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 13 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars. Sport now, and here's Adam Chung. We start with golf, and a handful of players have completed their rounds at the Hong Kong Open in Fenling. India's Arjun Atwal shot a four under par 66 to take an early lead. 2016 winner Sam Brazel shot 68. Ryder Cup stars Tommy Fleetwood and Sergio Garcia have been on the field for just over an hour now. They're playing in a group with defending champion Wade Ormsby. Next to cricket, and the stage is set for the semifinals of the Women's T20 World Cup. The hosts and defending champions West Indies face Australia at 4 a.m. tomorrow morning Hong Kong time. That's followed by India versus England. Our cricket commentator Sanya Chowdhury says it's been a tricky tournament for the Indian side. India would uh, find it difficult to beat England because uh, India's overall record against England has not been great despite what they have done in the tournament, despite the likes of Mithali Raj uh, uh, and and Harmanpreet Kaur and uh, even Smriti Mandana having done well with the bat. They have lost 10 of their 13 T20 internationals against uh, against England. And add that to the World Cup defeat uh, last year in the final, and India could find it tough against this same team, England, uh, who for me start favourites in that semi-final. In the other game, Australia take on Wendy's, and on paper, Australia should steamroll all teams in this tournament for me uh, and win the title with ease, but their defeat to India and the loss of star player Alisa Healy... Uh, could have uh, West Indies uh, that that bit of an advantage. Still, Australia to go through and beat whoever they face in the final. The former Liverpool and Ireland striker John Aldridge says it's inevitable that Martin O'Neill is no longer Ireland's manager. O'Neill stepped down on Wednesday after five years in charge. Under his guidance, Ireland advanced from the group stage at Euro 2016, but they fell short of qualifying for the 2018 World Cup. More recently, Ireland were relegated from the second tier of the UEFA Nations League. Aldridge says the team need to go a new direction. Nothing's really changed. You know, you watch the last game, and, and you know, it was it's very, very hard to watch. I've had a, a few games, and sometimes as a manager, you do lose your way, you know. And finally, to the NBA, where the top-ranked Toronto Raptors led from start to finish in their 124-108 victory over the Atlanta Hawks, despite a career milestone from their former star Vince Carter. A trademark slam dunk by Carter with less than a second remaining pushed him past 25,000 career points. He began the night needing 13 to reach the mark. He finished with 14 and was clearly aiming for the milestone against his former club. Jeremy Lin had a game-high 26 points points in defeat. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, uh, top story once again, fireball injures 12 Baptist University students at a party. The news from RTHK.
seen you, yeah, I feel alone. Is it crazy that I'm jealous of them when they get your time and I know it's wrong? But tell me, is it crazy? Yeah, I need to know what is crazy. Just to smell your cologne 